Have you ever wondered what makes people capable of creating changes that impact their lives and the world around them? What is their way of thinking, their mentality, their patterns, their perceptions of the world, their reactions to different life events? What influences them? My name is Cristina Puyol, and I invite you to join me in this adventure where we will explore together the mind of change makers. With the people that I work with, some of the things that show up often are, I don't have clarity, I don't know which path to take or where to start or where to go, I know what to do, but I don't seem to pull it through, or I don't feel like I'm making progress, or I get easily derailed, and some tie that to not having the motivation or the discipline or the plan. If any of this resonates with you, in this episode, I'm going to focus on discipline, what it means, how to improve it, and explain the concept of holistic discipline, which I think is so important. If you don't progress, there can be many reasons, but usually you're hitting a wall of some sort of discomfort and that makes you stop. The discomfort can be fear, insecurity, which is some sort of fear, indecisiveness in the face of massive uncertainty, feeling pain, boredom, or distraction. For Tom Villiers, discipline is the unrelenting willingness to push through any or all of these discomforts. But let's not rush and go through some definitions. The definition of discipline as a noun is control gained by enforcing obedience or order, orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. And as a verb, it gets even better <laughs> to punish or penalize for the sake of enforcing obedience and perfecting moral character, to train or develop by instruction and exercise, especially in self-control, to impose order upon. No wonder we dislike discipline or we have discipline associated with some negative things. So discipline gives us control over others or and self-control. So how is self-control defined? It's defined as restraint exercise over one's own impulses, emotions, or desires. And for that, many say you need willpower, which is defined as the ability to control one's own actions, emotions, or urges. But one better is strong determination that allows one to do something difficult. All these definitions, except for the last one, sound very little enticing. Words like restrain, certain type of control, impose, punish, penalize, do not sound like fun or very motivating. But the one thing that we can extract from these definitions are that discipline is a skill and you're not born disciplined. You can learn discipline. You are born in more disciplined environment maybe, but there's not a gene of discipline, at least it has not been discovered so far, or else the military will be testing for that gene. This is a character trait that comes from the environment, from your upbringing. So why talk about discipline? What is it good for? Why do we need it? If you set goals, make plans, or want to make changes in your personal or professional life, and you have found yourself practicing the tomorrow syndrome or starting very energetically, but then drifting off because of a lack of self-belief, because the goal does not motivate you anymore, because you're bored. Having self-discipline can help you immensely to move forward and advance in your life, whatever that means for you. I grew up with parents that had amazing discipline 
for a lot of things, especially work-related. And they both woke up early all their life, even years after retirement. They only stayed in bed when they were really sick and they had to be very sick. Recently going through my parents' things, I discovered an old passport that belonged to my mother. And there it stayed her occupation, housewife. Those were a hundred times for sure. My mom worked with my dad at their travel agency and she took care of all the accounting plus some tour guiding plus a lot of that I probably didn't know because at the time of the passport, I was only eight. My mom had four children, ages five, eight, nine, and 13. And one of them was handicapped or physically challenged. My little sister had open spina bifida. If you don't know what that is, my sister was basically from the waist down. Uh, she, she couldn't feel, she couldn't move, she couldn't do anything. And there was a lot of health complications that she had. My mother could not have done all that she accomplished and took care of four children without discipline. So as Tom Billia says, unless you can compel yourself to act, you're never going to be able to move forward in the way that you want. And the first thing to understand is that if you're not used to discipline, and even if you are, if you want to implement it in an area where you don't have it, it means choosing to change. And you must accept that it's going to feel uncomfortable. So be okay with being uncomfortable. It is part of the process. Now, let's redefine discipline. For Tom Billy, as I mentioned before, and I'm bringing Tom because he has all these courses that talk about strong discipline and for him is the unrelenting willingness to push through pain, boredom, distraction, fear, insecurity, indecisiveness in the face of massive uncertainty and inadequacy. Now I like the definition that Saguru gives of discipline a lot more and he says that discipline does not mean control. It means having the sense to do exactly what is needed. And to do exactly what is needed, you have to create the necessary environment to do that. And that involves all of you. If you create the resolve in your mind and the necessary settings for the body, you will be eager to do any activity you set yourself to. If you continue to doing it for a few days and weeks and months and start repeating the benefits, then there will be no need for anyone to remind you to do it. You will do it all by yourself. Sounds easy, right? <laughs> so discipline will help you redirect where your awareness goes so you can redirect where your energy flows and that way you will control what you manifest. That is why you want to develop discipline. With discipline, you will be able to stay on track despite temptations, push through obstacles, overcome your lesser nature and develop skills needed to succeed. Discipline is a skill. Again, we learn it by practicing a set of things. Now, as I bring to Belier, he says that discipline is pushing through hard things, that if things were easy, we would not need discipline. You need discipline because the things that you're going to achieve are hard. And I don't totally agree with that because not all the things that are hard to do consistently are hard. Maybe the consistency is hard, but not the thing. Some of them are easy to do, 
but they are boring to repeat, uninteresting, and although our minds look for known patterns and does not like the unknown, at the same time, it gets bored easily, and boredom makes any repeated action less likely to be repeated. Boredom kills more dreams than fear. Another former Navy SEAL Jocko Willings, author of the bestseller Extreme Ownership, a book that I really recommend, also wrote a book titled Discipline Equals Freedom. Jocko explains this book by saying, if you want freedom, then you need to have discipline. The more discipline you have in your life, the more you will be able to do what you want. And that is not true initially. Initially, the discipline might be things you don't want to do at the time, but the more you do the things that you don't want to do, the more you do the right things, the better off you'll be and the more freedom you will have. So discipline will bring you freedom. Usually it's easier for a disciplined person to make a change than for a non-disciplined person to make a change. There was a series in the US called The Wife Swap and I remember watching a few episodes and it was really interesting because if they swap two wives in families where one family was disciplined and the other one was not disciplined at all, at the end of the show, the disciplined family had it a lot easier to make a change and incorporate something than the disciplined or undisciplined, sorry, family to incorporate something. And you may say, well, yeah, because the discipline is too disciplined, <laughs> so they just have to loosen up. But we're talking about making a change. And so if you cannot make a change because you're not disciplined, you're not as free as the other person. So it is a skill that you really want to practice. And why do I talk about holistic discipline? Well, I believe that all of us have discipline in some areas of our life. Even those that don't look disciplined at all are disciplined. Even in not being disciplined <laughs> or those who procrastinate all the time have that discipline. We have discipline in our actions, our thoughts and our emotions. And I will also add in our energy patterns and spiritual practices. So holistic discipline is looking at the discipline in all areas of our life. If we look at high-performing athletes, we can't deny that they know what discipline is and they take care of their bodies to an extreme, yet many of them die way too soon. And yes, there are several risk factors like they use performance enhancing drugs, injuries, and also the long-term effects of concussions in some sports. And another explanation for the relatively shorter life of professional athletes is what happened after they retire. But so here is my point of looking at mastering discipline holistically. If being disciplined in one area of your life will be done to the huge detriment to other areas of your life, that is not serving you in the long term. For the short term, maybe, and it all depends on your specific situation and goals. But if being a master of discipline at work will kill your love relationship, the relationship with your kids or your health, that discipline is not serving you. It is not helpful. How many people are out there who are amazing at being very disciplined with their work or their craft, but have an awful health or terrible finances? So when you want to accomplish anything you set your mind to, regardless of internal or external obstacles, you will reach that goal much better with a holistic 
discipline. And first, in order to get any goal, if your physical body is out of whack, both thinking and doing will be harder. So the first discipline is with your health. Everything is more difficult when you feel sick, when you feel sleepy, when you feel tired, when your mind is foggy. So work towards having discipline that improves your health. And things you can do is, first of all, make sleep your number one priority. Make, have a discipline around your sleep. Exercise. Find healthy diets that work for you. Keep your body flexible to avoid injuries. Do your required annual checks to see how is your body doing and know when to pause. And if already you're taking steps in this direction, what small improvement can you add? That would be the first discipline. The second is learn discipline around your emotions. And now I know I'm getting people thinking, what? I need to control my emotions? I need to feel a predetermined way all the time? I need to feel happy, positive all the time? No. Remember the definition of Sadhguru? Discipline does not mean control. It means having the sense to do exactly what is needed. And in the emotions is knowing how to navigate through your emotions. So what I mean here is that we run in our heads so many thoughts of our past that we repeat many emotional patterns of the past and get triggered sometimes with minor things because we have these patterns from the past. So we're being disciplined about keeping the same emotional responses that we learned in the past. So practice getting conscious about the emotions that you usually go to. And maybe it's a personality tendency, but by being conscious, you're able to do something about it. Process your hidden feelings and traumas so that you're not being driven by unconscious fears, feelings, and emotional patterns. And for that, you might want to seek for help, professional help, Pay attention to your regular responses to triggers. Learn about your emotional patterns. In these meditations, it's also great. If you haven't started practicing, the benefits are immense. Also, we are social creatures, so make or keep or practice joyful relationships. Create emotional bonds that will bring you joy, as that will help you to navigate life in much more calm, productive, and fun way. You will be more balanced and fulfilled. And here it's also important to note that the people that surround you will also make it easier or harder to accomplish something. We want to fit in. So if those around you procrastinate in the area you want to get more discipline at, it will be harder. So in those areas, find those who are disciplined and who will push you to become better. Now, we also want to work discipline around our mind. Your mind is designed to think all the time and to look for patterns to keep us alive. And that's it. So if you need discipline in some area, you need to also discipline your mind. Remember, discipline will help you redirect where your awareness goes so you can redirect where your energy flows and that way you will control what you manifest. This is why you want to develop discipline. Your awareness is where your focus is. Your mind is like a castle with many rooms. That's your mind. Awareness is the focus, the lantern, the light, that where it points, there goes your focus and attention. 
you still have the other rooms on the castle or in the castle, but now that light shines over one room and that is where you put your attention. When you want to pursue something, you need three resources, time, effort, and attention. So you wanna keep your attention in the direction that you want. If your attention is all over the place, it will be harder to focus on progressing the things that you want to, and it will be hard to make changes. So discipline helps redirect the awareness, your attention to the things you want to do, despite external and internal factors. I love a metaphor that Scott Young shares. Imagine that your mind is full of tons of whiny children who all want you to do something for them. They all want your attention. At any particular moment, you can engage your attention onto one of the children, either by trying to fulfill his wishes, trying to argue with it, or telling it to shut up. Or you can just see it and not react. When you ignore it, the impulse will still be there, but it will eventually diminish its intensity over both the short and long term. Over the short term, it will eventually quiet down because no thought, sensation, or feeling can be permanent. They are all unstable and eventually decay to normal neural background levels. Over the long term, it will become less noisy in the future because that impulse through being frustrated is conditioned to be quieter next time. So when you're practicing getting disciplined at something, you always have all the different impulses showing up. When you fail is because that impulse was loud enough to get your attention and it got you. It's a result from somewhat noisy processes competing for control over you. So it's not about resisting or trying to push away a temptation, but rather learning to ignore it. And how can you do that? Besides practicing meditation or some form of mindfulness, you can also build your discipline around your identity. Your identity is constructed. What we tell ourselves becomes our reality. So our upbringing, our culture, Parental figures, our experiences shape our identity. So you can build an empowering identity or a disempowering one. So work on creating an empowering one. I love a sentence that helps me keep on track. And I have created several instances of these around the new things and habits I want to add to my life. And it goes like this. I am the type of person who fill in the blank. This is so powerful that if you just take these sentence from this episode, it will help you immensely. It will change the way you see discipline. And the most powerful version of that sentence is, I am the type of person who's always willing to learn. I see it in dancing. Those students of mine that have that attitude, don't worry if they look like a beginner or they make mistakes and keep trying when it gets harder for them and practice and practice and practice enough times until they get it. And this can be applied to any area. It frees you from what others are thinking, from the fear of making mistakes, and it's so powerful. And then another thing that will help you is telling everyone what you want to do. Because as humans, we want to be aligned with the things we tell ourselves and that we tell others. We crave the satisfaction of delivering on our promises. So if we don't deliver, we lose credibility with others and mainly with ourselves. So it will help you building your discipline to tell others 
as the accountability factor will push you into keeping your course and not derailing. Another thing to discipline is your environment. If you have no discipline in keeping your environment so that it's conducive to the things you want to do, it will be harder to do. To create new habits, you want to make them easier and the bad habits harder to do. And that also involves your surrounding, your environment. So when you finish a task, the ending should include the preparation for the next tasks so that starting the next is easier. If you finish writing a page for a book and you know that the next thing is doing bills that you hate doing, prepare your computer for that and maybe find some music that is ready to go. Get your bills out so that when you come back, the start at last is easier. If your desk is clean, you won't get so easily distracted. If your room is ordered, you will feel more at peace and calm and your mind won't be spending energy thinking of all the things it needs to do order at some point because of the mess you have. You will have more energy to spend in the things you want to do. Now, two more areas that I include in holistic discipline is working on listening to your intuition and having a spiritual practice. You want to be disciplined and listen to your deepest, wisest you. And that is a practice that takes discipline. And you want to have discipline and you want to have a disciplined spiritual practice that will keep strengthening the connection to your higher self, to God, to the universe, to higher consciousness. I will expand more on this topic in future episodes. And if you have any question regarding this topic, please don't hesitate to write to me. But I want to keep this episode not too long. Now, I must mention an important thing in pursuing anything, and that is that only discipline and setting good habits in place won't take you usually to big goals. You will need to be creative, do some hard things, and don't lose sight of the big picture. For example, having the discipline, one page a day, for example, it won't create a book. It will put you in the direction and it will help you immensely but you will also need a good plan, a strategy, and believe that you can do it. And secondly, is that when you pursue something, pursue something that you care about. Goals should be exciting, should have meaning to you, and should also be good for you, for those around you, and for the environment. If you don't care about what you do, you will let it go eventually. Discipline won't help you. So ask yourself, why do you want to do this? Why is this important for you? What excites you about this? And if you feel you're inadequate to accomplish your goal, if you don't believe in yourself, remember the word yet. You are not good enough yet to achieve that which you want to achieve. And you can learn anything you set your mind to. Jet and learn are two key words that you need to be putting in your mind and vocabulary and emotions all the time. But if you need some help in building your self-credibility, there are some steps that you can take that are very simple. And one is to set a small goal that matters to you, that is important, but a small goal. Choose something that excites you, but that is small. Achieve that goal. Go and get it. Don't stop. Go until you get it. No excuses. And repeat. Keep doing this until it becomes effortless. And then 
take it up a notch, push a little farther. But with these, you're making yourself believe in yourself, create the credibility that you need to keep pushing to go to the next level. The excitement you cultivate from accomplishing small tasks will eventually lead to believing you can take on bigger challenges. And I will leave you with a few quotes that I really like about discipline. One is from Plateau, who says, the first and best victory is to conquer self. Then from Buddha, to enjoy good health, to bring true happiness to one's family, to bring peace to all, one must first discipline and control one's own mind. If a person can control his mind, he or she can find a way to enlightenment and all wisdom and virtue will naturally come to him or her. Self-respect is the fruit of discipline. The sense of dignity grows with the ability to say no to oneself. This one is from Abraham Joshua Heschel. And I leave you with this last one from David Campbell. Discipline is remembering what you want. Thanks for this short time. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you're getting tremendous value from it. We're going to keep talking about discipline in future episodes, but I would love to hear what you took from this episode. And if you have questions and if you want me to dig deeper in any of the things that we talked today, please don't hesitate to email me, DM me, and I will make sure to cover those questions in future episodes. And as many of you want to support this podcast in many ways, remember that at zero cost, you can do it. Just subscribe on any or all the platforms of your choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible. And you can also leave us a review if you think we deserve it. And it can only be done in Apple Podcasts. And please also leave us a five stars. And as many of you want to support it at another level, there is also a new and so not new, it's been there for a few months now, but we have a Patreon account at patreon.com where you can support this podcast at three levels. And I will leave you the link in the notes of the episode. This will help us bring more team members and be able to devote more time to growing this podcast. So a huge, huge hug and kisses to you, Change Makers.